0: The readings for the Mass today are very appropriate for this season of Lent, especially when we focus on the themes of the mercy of God, but also the need for our own repentance, the need for us to recognize our own sinfulness, and to recognize just how far we have fallen, you know, not not just individually, but also collectively as human beings. You know, we we fall short of the glory of God. And this is something that's not new. You know, we're not unique to any particular period of time. We're not unique to any particular people. You know, every single one of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And it's a matter of us having that humility to recognize that. And to recognize that everything good that we do and everything good that we have ultimately comes from God. You know, that all the good works that we do, even our prayer, all of that is a gift from God. And we're just simply responding to God's grace by doing those things. The only thing that we can own is our sinfulness. And we have to trust in God's mercy to forgive us of that. If you look at the, uh, the first reading, the first reading comes from the prophet Hosea. And this is during a time when the nation of Israel, first of all, Israel was split into two kingdoms. So we had the northern kingdoms, the ten tribes of Israel, and then we had the southern kingdom of Judah. And you'll notice that in this reading, Israel is referred to as Ephraim. And that's an, a common theme in the book of Hosea. And before this reading today, God had been warning his people. For the first five chapters, he's basically warning his people that judgment is coming. That they're going to face judgment because of their idolatry. Because of their infidelity. You see, our Lord, when he makes a covenant with his people, he understands that covenant in terms of a marriage bond. And this is the way that God has always understood that. You know, when, when he makes a covenant, it's an exchange of persons, just like what happens when a man and a woman get married. There's an exchange of persons takes place between husband and wife. And it's, it's a similar, that, that's basically an analogy, it's a rough analogy for the covenant that God makes between God and his people. And so when the people go off to worship other gods, they're showing their infidelity, that he's, he, he compares this to adultery, you know, to committing adultery. And what often follows from them going off to worship false gods is then actual I, uh, adultery follows. You know, they, they end up going to cult prostitutes and so forth. So it's, it's, it, it, there's a connection between these grave sins. You know, when they start to go off to I, idolatry, other grave sins start to come into play. And they begin to basically mimic those false gods. You know, oftentimes the the pagan gods, the Egyptian gods, the Greek gods, whatever it might be, they were not perfect. You know, the the gods were often uh, in a sense anthropomorphized. They were almost like men. You know, they would have arguments with each other, they would you know, murder each other. They would, you know, commit adultery with one another and so forth. So the people would imitate those gods, and that was the danger behind idolatry. You know, it wasn't just the fact of them worshiping false gods, but that also led them into all sorts of serious sin. And so God is is basically saying, you're going to receive the punishment, you're going to receive the judgments for what's you have done, if you do not turn back to me. And then he predicts that the people are going to call out to him for mercy, and that's when we come to the reading today, where the people say, come let us return to the Lord. It is he who has rent, but he will heal us. But the problem with this is then it leaves God with a problem, because he he wants to show mercy to them. He's a very merciful God. But he also recognizes that they're not always sincere in turning around. They're not always sincere in their repentance. And so that's why he says, after they say this, he says, what can I do with you, Ephraim? What can I do with you, Judah? Your piety is like a morning cloud. You know, it's something that we might see in the morning. You know, it's something that kind of covers over the ground or covers over the air. But then it, it lifts after that. It doesn't last. So, you you speak these words of repentance, but do you really mean it? Are you showing signs of repentance? And that's something that we can really reflect upon with ourselves. You know, how many times do we say in confession, or how many times do we say to ourselves, you know, I'm so sorry, Lord, I don't want to do that ever again, and I'm going to do my best not to do it again. Well, do we really take that seriously? Do we take steps to overcome our sins of course with the help of God's grace. You know, to not never turn back to those sins again. And when we fast forward to the parable today that Jesus addresses he's talking about the dispensation or the disposition of humility that we ought to have in his presence. When we come to recognize like I said at the beginning of the homily that the only thing that we can acknowledge before God is our own sinfulness. You know, we can't even claim ownership over our good works. We have to recognize that that also comes from God, that that's a grace from God. You know, that all things good come from God, and that anything sinful belongs to us. And that's what we're repenting of. And the Pharisee who went to the temple to pray did not recognize this. You know, he he basically saw himself as his own God and worshiped himself. You know, he saw himself as better than everyone else. There was this haughtiness to him. And this is something that is repugnant to the Lord. When we come before the Lord, and if we have this attitude of the Pharisees, that's not an acceptable prayer to the Lord. You know, we always have to approach like the tax collector, the one who recognized his sinfulness and came before him in humility, beating his breast and praying, "'Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner.'" And what's wonderful about that is the more that we humble ourselves, and sometimes we have to do this in little ways, sometimes we even have to examine ourselves, perhaps maybe we're enjoying, you know, when we receive compliments from people and so forth, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with receiving compliments, But how much are we enjoying those compliments? I'm not saying it's wrong to enjoy the compliments either, but we should reflect upon that and say, maybe I should cut off the enjoyment (laughs) at a certain point. Just say, you know, thanks be to God that I was able to do what they're complimenting me about, you know, to give the glory to God. You know, that way we don't become too haughty. You know, we don't become too high on ourselves. And to recognize our own sinfulness, to to recognize if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I would be a wretched sinner. You know, I would be a much worse sinner than I am right now. And so let's take this opportunity to reflect upon uh, this reading and to recognize, you know, our own sinfulness, to recognize where we have been. You know, maybe some of us were much worse sinners in the the past, and the Lord has brought us a, a, a great way from that past and we can thank the Lord for the mercy that he has shown to us and to continue to beg the Lord for his mercy and humility.